Well, Satare, I'm really excited to discuss this interesting topic with our guest today because it deals with the essence of Chinese medicine. And how's that? Well, you know, the essence of our body is called the Jing, and this relates to our constitution and our heritage, you could say. And our guest today is going to talk about something directly corresponding to that. Yes, we have Lisa Miron, who is an expert in family constellations. She also does coaching, and she's going to share with us what exactly family constellations is and how it can heal us from the patterns that may be holding us back through our ancestry. So welcome, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we're so excited to have you here. Welcome to the Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Moafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. Lisa Miron's passion is to help people grow, develop, connect to a higher level of awareness and in this way enjoy life to the fullest. For the past 15 years, Lisa has been working with clients using different healing methods that include family constellations, coaching, EFT, NLP, meditation, channeling, and Reiki. Having studied and lived in the U.S., France, Singapore, Belgium, Spain, and Italy, as well as Guatemala, has given a unique perspective to Lisa on personal development. Welcome to the Natural Healing Podcast, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. (laughs) Hi, so thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And I'm really excited to learn more about your work. Uh, You've done some workshops uh, at our studio in the past, and yet I never uh, directly experienced it and actually uh, really looking forward to doing that soon as it's something that we often don't think about is to explore our ancestral wounds. And I think that's something that you're going to be discussing today. Do you want to give us a little idea first uh, about how you got into this work? Yeah. So... I started a completely in a different path. I actually studied business administration and I went to work in finance in Procter & Gamble. And so it was all numbers. And then very fast, I realized that that was not what I was interested in. I was interested in working with people. That was in Guatemala because I was born in Guatemala. I got married and I moved with my husband to many places. And at some point I ended up living in Spain. And I decided that I wanted to study human resources because I wanted to work with people. So I started, I studied human resources and then I was working in a company, but I wanted to have my closer relationship with people. So I, I studied a master in coaching, in life coaching. And one of my teachers said, 
It doesn't matter what you do with your clients, how much you work, limiting beliefs, you organize what they're going to do to achieve their goals. Some of them are always going to be stuck and there's nothing you can do because they should do a family constellation. And that was the first time that I heard about it. And I was like, a what? (laughs) What are you talking about? And then he started explaining that there's some ancestral trauma. There's some things that has happened in the past with our ancestors that is like blocked in our family system, some emotions that they were not able to deal with. And out of gratefulness for the life that we have, out of this need to belong to the family system, we're going to start doing the same things as our ancestors, or we're going to start wanting to heal what is pending of healing in in the past in our family system by taking on the trauma, by taking on the emotions, by taking on the difficulties. So if we have this unconscious decision that we're going to fail just like our ancestors, that we're not going to enjoy life, that we're not going to have health because they didn't have, so we're we're not going to allow it for ourselves because we want to be one of them, then it doesn't matter what we do with our health with our lifestyle, with our patterns that we want to change, we'll always go back to the same problem because unconsciously that's what we want to have, to honor and respect our family system. So that definitely sounded interesting. So I started to learn more about the family constellations. And for me, it was like, you know, this love at first sight, everything that I was trying to understand in life, like it's, I started to be able to explain things because there's so many things that I just didn't understand why, why they were happening. And with family constellations, you can really get to understand the root issue of the problems because many of these root issues of, the, of what we have in life have nothing to do with us, with what we're doing, but what happened in the past in, with our ancestors. And that made sense to me because there were so many things that I just couldn't understand about life. Yeah, something's uh, pre-programmed in there. Yeah, and completely unconscious. We're not aware of it. Which is interesting because when I first heard of family constellations, of course, I thought it was a form of astrology, you know, it was using, using the information of the stars. And then I thought it was really interesting. I think it was developed by a German psychotherapist. And I was always uh, very interested in, in the work of uh, Carl Jung, you know, another great uh, German, well, maybe was he Swiss, perhaps? I might be mistaken there. Anyhow, the point is, he really made famous this idea of the shadow, you know, which relates to, I, I think it's interpreted as not only our own unconscious, which could be good or bad qualities, but also I think it relates to, you could say, some of these family shadow qualities that maybe we don't want to, no, no, we haven't really wanted to take a look at. Could you touch on that a little bit more, please? Yeah. So the, the person that like developed the family constellations as we know them today, his name is uh, Bert Hellinger. He was German. And he was a priest and he actually went uh, with the Zulu for 16 years. And he said that he learned more from them than what actually he was able to teach them. He eventually returned to Germany and she started becoming a psychoanalyst and working with family and family therapy. And that's where he started to, to notice the patterns that there were some situations that were happening to his clients. And when he would ask more about the family system, he would learn that there were previous traumas that were repeating in the same type of clients with the same type of problems. So he started noticing that his clients were taking on the trauma of previous generations. And what's happening is that before, long time ago, when we used to live, you know, in groups, in clans, in the family, all together, 
all this was shared, all this was known. When there was no TV, when there was no even written language, you know, people would tell stories. All of the information, all the knowledge, all the wisdom, the energy, the strength was passed from generation to generation. There was a flow. There was a connection. And this has stopped. I mean, if you think about today and you ask people about their ancestors, how many know? Many of them don't even know their grandparents, let alone their great-grandparents. And we know nothing. We don't know the stories. Maybe we know their names. Well, and there's a lot of shame. Some of those stories are quite shameful. Who wants to know that your great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather owned slaves, you know, or who wants to know that they were, you know, involved with incest? And, and these really traumatic stories, I think, just got buried. There's so many stories like that, so many secrets as well. And what happens is that if the person that was at that moment living that situation is not responsible of the hurt, then that gets like, it's something pending for healing. And that's when the next generations want to heal the family system. So they're going to take the guilt and they're going to suffer like the victims. And what we need to do is to honor and respect everyone from the past. We cannot judge them. We cannot criticize them because they had their own entanglements, they had their own challenges, they had their own difficult situations. And by this, I don't mean that we, we are agree with what they did. It's not that we're agreeing, but we're realizing that they were just also trapped in their own situation, with their own pain, with their own information, the way they were able to deal with life at that moment. They didn't have the tools that we had right now. So we're going to stop judging and criticizing them. We're going to honor and respect them and give them their place in the family system because many of these connections that we do with them is when they have been excluded, when they have been judged or criticized. So when we do the opposite, when we honor and respect them and we give them their place and we also make the decision, I leave with you what belongs to you and I'm going to take care of me and my life, what belongs to, to me and my life. This is not my responsibility, so I'm not going to take it on anymore. But when I honor and respect what has happened in the past, I'm letting this flow of love to continue from generation to generation. And then this part of frozen, the part that's frozen in the family system where the love was not able to flow again, starts flowing. And then I'm able to flow in life as well. That's so beautifully said. And it makes me think about, you know, when a lot of people have inherited dispositions both in terms of their mood and in terms of their well-being. We see this a lot clinically, how people really start to believe, you know, this illness can come to me because my grandfather or my father or, you know, my brother, it's, it's inherited. It's something that's genetic. And to understand this idea that if you heal and respect your ancestry, you can liberate yourself from repeating the patterns that, take away that sense of well-being is so empowering. Yeah, you literally could change the DNA and how it's, uh, it's transcribing itself. Exactly. And, and change the kidney essence, right? So right. You're, you're going in from a Chinese medicine point of view, you're going in and you're transforming the jing because so much of that jing, so much of that essence that you're brought into this world with comes from the heritage, comes from the ancestry. And like you said, all of the unresolved entanglements that, you know, they left behind, we feel like we have to pick up those pieces and resolve them. And oftentimes that's most of the time, I think that's done unconsciously. And you mentioned the shame and the guilt 
these are uh, not necessarily emotions, but they're traps that basically blocks what we talk about in Chinese medicine. It basically blocks our essence from disseminating, you know, so we can't unfold our destiny. We're stuck in the past, in the shame of our ancestors, what we do know of, and we're not fulfilling, you know, what we came in, into this earth for to really, uh, to blossom and to be liberated, really, from our, our own past karma as well as this family karma. You know, as they say, we choose our parents and we choose our ancestors as well, right, to, to bring consciousness and awareness to these things. Can you expand on that a little bit, Lisa? Yeah, definitely. And we do. And what you were saying, that we inherit this from our family system, from our genes, but it's actually these unconscious decisions that we have made to do it like our ancestors or to do it for our ancestors. So yeah, we may have the anger of our grandfather, but not because we inherited from the genes, but because from the moment of conceptions in the first years of our lives, we felt this presence, this anger, this thing that's still frozen in the family system that needs healing. And then we connect to it. And then we decide to heal this. Or we feel this rejection for my grandfather because he was completely angry and he was like hurting others because of this anger. So because I want to include everybody in the family system, give them their place. So then I decide to be like him so that everybody knows that just like I belong, somebody with these characteristics also belong in the family system. This way I am including him in the family system. But then I'm having problems with anger. I'm having problems that I'm hurting others because of this anger and I'm getting hurt myself. And this is when I go to therapy, I try to do everything and, and I try to change and I'm, I'm stuck because I have these unconscious decisions that I want to honor and respect my grandfather that has been so criticized and judged because of the way that he was. So what we're doing here when we do all this work at Family Constellations is that we are recognizing this consciously. And yes, you know, I see that I have this like my grandfather and I honor and respect him. I love him exactly the way that he was. He couldn't be different. The situations of his life made him that angry, the hurt, the lack of love. And he was the way he needed to be. And now I'm going to honor and respect his difficulties and I'm going to love him that way. And if that love is there, it's not going to be unconscious anymore. So I'm able to let go of that promise that I did to be angry like my grandfather. Right. Because I'm now honoring and respecting him consciously. I'm loving this connection, this ancestor. So then I'm free. I don't have to do that unconsciously. I let go of that promise that I've made in the first moments of my life. And then I can start shifting my life. The things that I've done in the past to let go of the anger and have not worked will start working because I don't have that vow. I don't have that promise. I don't have that unconscious uh, connection anymore. So it wasn't because of the genes precisely, although it does get modified. We do get modified the genes and we modify them for the next generation because that is not going to be present anymore. And it happens with so many things in our lives. And also you, you touched on the idea of uh, you know, letting go of the judgment. You know, in Chinese medicine, we talk about how the, uh, the heart controls the lungs. But when the lungs are stuck in judgment, it can insult the heart. So the heart cannot expand and express that unlimited, unconditional love. So like working on just being able to uh, let go of that judgment 
because we're ashamed of our ancestors. And also being able to look at people for more than just these negative qualities, right? Just because, you know, Uncle Bob was an alcoholic, let's say, you know, Uncle Bob has a lot of good qualities as well. You know, it's, we often focus on what's wrong. And that's another thing I think that's important. Can you talk about that a little bit in, in, in your work? And also some of the tools that you, you use in your work. And actually to add to that, I wanted to ask, that was a really good point, is how do you shift the angle towards which you look at your ancestry? So let's say, for example, you did have an alcoholic, abusive Uncle Bob. How do you mend your relationship with him? Or perhaps you didn't even have a relationship. That's my other question. If you didn't have a relationship or don't have any connection to your ancestry, like many, many people don't, you mentioned that earlier on, that a lot of people have no connection. You know, they're, they're brought into this world by, you know, their parents or just growing up with a single parent and they've lost touch entirely with, let's say, an entire side of their family and don't even know the history of their ancestry. How do you work with people like that? Okay. So first, with the example, if we have, let's say that we have this uncle that's an, an alcoholic and that we have this judgment, like you were talking first about the judgment. It's very easy to judge and it's natural. First, we need to understand that we're going to do it naturally because it helps us to make decisions. Where there's so much options in life that part of the judgment is what's helping us decide what is good for us. And that comes from our experience, from our beliefs, from what we have learned. So it's not that we're bad people if we judge or criticize. We, under, we have to understand that this is natural, that we do it all the time and we do it without even realizing that we're doing it. And once we're aware of this, we can start putting attention, starting to be aware. I want to be aware of where I'm doing it to start shifting it. And one thing that helps to start shifting this is to understand that because we see others as I, I would have done it differently. You know, I, I would have done it better. You know, I don't understand why can't they do things, they, you know, in a better way or in a healthier way. If we really are born in the same shoes as somebody with the same parents, with the same entanglements of the family system, and we have the same experiences, the same trauma, we're going to do things exactly the same way. And we see a person and we see so little about, we, about that person. We know so little. There's so much behind each experience that if we actually knew everything, if we were in the shoes of that person, we would do everything exactly the same. So they're doing the best that they can. Everybody, we are doing the best that we can. So once we understand that from that point of view, it's easier to let go of the judgment and the criticism. We know that if a person is not able to love somebody else, it's not because they don't want to, but because they were not loved as children. So they don't know how to love. And that helps with letting go of the judgment and criticism and start to accept everybody the way that they are. Start letting go of the desire of changing them. Because we want to change others the way we want them to be. But how do we know that that's what's best for them? How do we know that that's what's best for us? Maybe having this angry uncle is helping us put our limits. And that's something that we need to learn in our lives because we don't know how to put limits. So then we are able to accept everybody and accept the situations. And then again, always to work on ourselves. We need to put our limits. We're accepting this love does not mean that we're going to allow for others to, to hurt us. No, no matter what, we're going to put our limits. And this is uh, going back to the other question that you were saying about uh, who we know and who we don't know in the family system. And we usually have entanglements to, to everyone, even if we don't know them. 
even if we are, were adopted and we don't know anybody in the family system. We often have the, the strongest entanglements for the ones that are forgotten, for the ones that are excluded, for the ones that are not remembered. And often this happens, for example, with abortions and miscarriages, because these, from the moment of conception, everybody belongs in the family system. So they need to have their place. They need to be honored and respected. And because often they're not, because even we may have the miscarriages as women that we didn't even know that we had. Right. Then how can we give them their place? Or the shame around aborting the child. Exactly. The shame, the guilt, the regret, or not wanting to, you know, whatever comes around all of that. Such a heaviness. And it's something that is dealt in, like in silence. It's a suffering that, that happens in silence. And all these situations that happen in silence where there's a big trauma that people are, have to like hide it, that makes it like frozen in the family system. And then the next generations are going to start connecting to it, again, to bring healing to the family system, to bring healing to that aspect. So, so we have a strong entanglements specifically with the ones that are excluded, the ones that nobody wants to remember for one reason or another. And we work this energetically. This is a lot of energetic work. So what I usually do is that we start working with the clients, start sensing like where could there be entanglements? And I always ask the clients, uh, do you know anybody with the situation that, that can be, you have an entanglement with, or does anybody come to your mind? And then we see there if we can find information. And often we can't. So then we connect to it energetically. And the thing is that we don't need to know consciously. It helps to know consciously because it helps to understand. For me, you know, it's easier to see, you know, I'm stuck with this anger that I'm not able to let go because I'm unconsciously taking it on for my uncle. So it makes sense. And it's easier. It's like, okay, now I'm letting go of this. I'm honoring my uncle. So now I can start shifting this in my life. However, it's not necessary because if we have an entanglement, this is a connection, a decision that we made in the unconscious level. And the information is there. So even if we don't know it consciously, the information is there. So we're able to connect to that part that we have and decide to let go of it, decide to honor and respect whatever happened in the past, even if we don't know what happened, and decide to let go of that entanglement and connect to life to bring healing to the family system. So we do this energetically. We do this with our intuition. We do this with our intention. Tired of feeling overwhelmed and exhausted? The shift away from these patterns is easier than you may think. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash thrive to get on the wait list for our upcoming online course that will help you transform your life. That's acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash thrive. So I imagine as you brought up a person who's been adopted, uh, do you see them that they'll take on uh, the family challenges and and some of the issues that have been going on, you know, in their adopted family? So what usually happens is that most of the issues that we have in our life come from our biological parents because they gave us our life. So out of this gratefulness that we have for our life, for our biological family, then we take on most of the things from our biological parents, even if we don't know them. Then if we're adopted out of gratefulness for our adoptive parents, we start taking on things from their systems as well. Wow. So we have even more because we have like four, four systems. Yeah. Although most of the things that we have come from our biological parents. And so this is to a great extent, it's going to be an unconscious you know, issue. Can you go into that a little bit more since obviously you, they can't 
oftentimes have specific information to deal with. You're talking about getting in touch with it energetically. Could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So for example, when I'm doing a session with a client, let's say, let's go back to the example that we had about anger and we're talking about anger and then we start connecting and then we're connecting like to this anger. And then it feels that's connecting to somebody else in the family system. So if the client doesn't know who this person is, then we just do it like a little bit like a meditation. So think of this person that you don't know that you're taking this anger for. So honor and respect this person and decide to let go of this, the anger that is not yours, that is not your responsibility. So then the person that's doing the work makes this decision to honor and respect whoever this is connected to and to let go of this anger and to honor and respect whatever happened in the past and to start taking the responsibility of their own lives. Because we also work this part when when we're doing the family constellations to be responsible for our lives, to be in the adult, to start like working toward the direction of what we want. I always say that if we want to have health in the, in our lives, we can do thousands of constellations. But if we have McDonald's every single day for breakfast, lunch and and dinner, we're not going to be healthy, you know, and that's, has nothing to do with our family system. That has to do with our decisions. That's our responsibility. So we need to be responsible for our lives and we need to make the, the path for what we want in our lives. So we let go of the entanglements that we have in the family system. That's what, what's keeping us, what's holding us in a way from being able to have a healthy life. But then it's our responsibility. We need to eat well. We need to do exercise. We need to do whatever we, it's important to be healthy. And that's the part of deciding that we are going to be responsible and do whatever is necessary to have health in our lives. So I think this is interesting in the sense that, especially, I guess, in, in relation to someone who, who doesn't really know much about their family past, in that let's say they have some anger and yet they don't have a target. It's like they don't know why they're angry. And so it sounds like this, this could be something that you're dealing with that's relating to the, the biology or the heredity that they may not even be aware of. Yeah, it happens with many of the emotions. It happens with anger. You know, there's some people that are just angry at life. And that usually has to do with uh, something that they're carrying from the family system. What often happens as well is, for example, with depression, when people are depressed and they, you know, they have a healthy life, they have a, a work, they have a family, they have love, and they just like, why am I depressed? It usually has to do that they're carrying, for example, grief. Uh, from somebody else in the family system that had a loss, a tragic loss, so painful that they were not able to deal with. So then the descendant is carrying the grief from the ancestor and we may not even know who the ancestor is, but we're carrying the grief and that comes up, for example, as a depression. And and that's why, for example, the depressions are so hard to, to heal because we don't understand where they're coming from. And the root cause often is the grief from an ancestor that we're carrying unconsciously. And it's amazing because we do, I think anything that doesn't, you know, there's this idea of reincarnation and, you know, past lives and all of that, where whatever you don't get processed or move through emotionally comes with you into the new life, into your new incarnation. But this is really amazing because the idea here is that whatever did not get fully processed from someone who came before you in your lineage and your bloodline that comes into your body for you to have to move through and resolve for that person, but also so that you don't take it on in your life. And then if you happen to have children, then 
it doesn't get carried forward into your children or nieces and nephews, even if you don't have your own children, any generation that comes after you. So what you're doing by healing yourself is you're healing the bloodline that came before you and all who are going to come ahead of you. Beautifully put. I love it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And for people who don't believe, okay, so let's talk about what happened before we started recording this episode. We were sitting and just kind of, you know, getting comfortable with each other. And we turned to the window that's right outside of the room that Salvador and I are sitting at. And we remarked that there was a cute little hummingbird just like hovering right in front of the window. And then you told me later that, go ahead, why don't you repeat what you said? Yeah, so I I was uh, telling you that my grandmother passed away two weeks ago and I had a beautiful connection with her. I feel that I still do. And a few months or years ago, my mother was having a conversation with my grandmother and my mother asked, if you would come back as an animal after you passed away, what animal would you come back as? And my grandmother said that she would come back as a hummingbird. And I got goosebumps everywhere. And I did again right now. And that to me is so affirming for people who have doubts, right? Because I have no doubt about, you know, being able to connect. I sometimes feel like you can have a stronger connection with someone when they leave their bodies and come back to you in the spirit form than when they're here alive. That That is possible. But it's just amazing. I mean, I'm sure listeners have experiences where they've had connections with birds and bees and other animals or beings once they see somebody in their family pass on. And that's so that connection runs so deep. So if you can imagine that they can be here with you in spirit in that way, you can imagine how much is left with you to process and to move through in your own life as well. Yeah, definitely. And then we have all these connections and there's so much that we don't know that like you were saying. So there's a point of us that we need to trust that things are there, that things are shifting, things are moving. And there's so much of this that's starting to be proved scientifically, but there's so much that it's not yet. And I actually believe that a lot of what we don't have explanation for right now, that sounds like very mystic, It's just that we haven't had the scientific developments to be able to explain that, but not yet. At some point in the future, we'll start making the connections when the wisdom, the the scientific knowledge starts growing as it has been growing each year, each each, each decade, especially with all the technology that we have today. So I think that there's so much that we just don't know that we just need to trust that there's you know, to feel comfortable with the unknown. But there's a lot more there that we just don't know. Well, you know, in terms of Western science, there's a long ways to go. We're fortunate, however, we do have a very long tradition of Chinese medicine that explains a lot of this. So we could look at a a hereditary issue relating to, let's say, uh, rape and incest that we had talked about and how that family trauma maybe shows up in a person who develops a reproductive diseases, infertility problems, you know, it could impact them like that. If there's a a history of uh, depression in the family, a person has depression, doesn't even know why, they could be experiencing a depression of their immune system, which can lead to cancer, for example, you know, long-term. They may have asthma and not know why, or allergy problems. You know, so it goes on and on. The the anger, you know, could, you know, lead to uh, lots of problems relating to the liver, 
and a, a whole host of issues around the liver since it controls so much. But yeah, so Chinese medicine gives us a good foundation to understand how these uh, psychological and emotional imbalances could show up as a physical disorder or disease. And also, I think it takes science some time to catch up to all the years of experiential knowledge, right? Things that we know intuitively or have experienced in our lives that we can't put into words, that we can't make fully tangible. And then science comes over time to explain those things. That's why you see, you know, clinical trials explaining why acupuncture is effective for pain, for example, even though we can explain that and we can experience it, you know, it takes some catching up. So I I agree with you that it is going to take time. And for people who are listening, it's important to let your intuition guide you in the meantime. So don't look to science to justify why you should do a certain therapy or why you should heal certain wounds in your life understand that they should be healed no matter what. And then if science, you know, in your lifetime is able to show you why, then that's just an affirmation. Well, we're, we're realizing that in the medical world, medical science world, that, that the mind has an influence on the body. That's just kind of like a recent, you know, connection being made when it's pretty common sense, if you ask me. And that's actually how I found this natural healing path to be of interest because it was so real that your mind and your emotions and your body are all connected. How can they not be? <laughs> exactly. I, I feel the same way. How can it not be? <laughs> <laughs> well, could you give us an example, Lisa, of the work you've done? Like you mentioned in the very beginning that you were doing coaching and you found that, or your teacher was saying how some people are never going to change because they're taking on these ancestral patterns. Have you noticed in your own practice that integrating the family constellations with the work that you do as a coach helps people accelerate their work, their personal development? I've seen it so many times. I love it. And and this is the reason why I continue doing what I do, because I see the shifts that people have in their lives from being Going back to the example that we were bringing during this, during this conversation, uh, people having anger, people having like these explosions of anger and having just one session and saying, I don't know why I'm just not angry anymore. And the things that made me angry before are still there, but there's like nothing comes up. It's like so, so strange. I'm like waiting for that anger to, to come up and it just doesn't come not up. reacting so it. So, so yeah. Strange. Yeah. And, and so many different things also with relationships it's like suddenly you know we do a constellation and then somebody in the family calls the person the next day I mean there's some things that we're able to explain that the person has some awareness and some decisions and then you can see okay so this is why this changes in the person's life but there are some things that we just cannot explain and they just happen some people have dreams after having the constellations even children are the ones that have the sessions have dreams about the, what, what the parent did and they didn't know anything about what the parent was doing. I mean, so many things happen that, like you said, I'm sure that in many years, science will be able to explain all this, but right now we're not. And it's just, it's amazing that we are able to see the work that we do represented with these changes in, in people's lives. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be hard to discover this in a Petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you think that doing this work actually helps you develop a stronger connection to your ancestors, even the ones that you don't know? You said that you could connect to them even if you have no prior connection to them. But do you feel like doing that work, even with your intention, helps call them in in some way? Yes, completely. And it's like, I mean, if you sit down and you feel your ancestors behind you, so you, the father is always on the right side and the mother is always on the left side. So you see your parents behind you and then your grandparents. And even if you don't know them, you just put, put their presence there. And then, uh, so you, you have this flow of life that you got from them. And in this flow of life, there's energy, there's love, there's wisdom, there's knowledge. There's so much that we get from our ancestors. But in the parts where there's trauma, there's emotions that are blocked, there's situations that have to be healed. It's like the flow of love, information, of wisdom, of blessings is blocked. So when we're able to do this work, then we're able to let, let go of those blocks and all of this starts flowing again. And you have like this state of well-being and just this joy of life and connection with life because you're getting this flow from your ancestors. So it brings a much stronger connection with all of them, even with the ones that you don't know. And because you're doing this work of letting go of the judgment and criticism of accepting everybody, and then everything becomes like more peaceful. So what the ones that have these issues in their lives that weren't resolved, also that starts being more at peace. And then you start feeling this difference because we have all that energy from our ancestors and we carry that behind us. So when we start working all of that, we start like getting a different kind of energy, a different kind of flow, a different kind of connection from them, from their wisdom, from their love, from their energy. And that it's like a flow that continues forward that connects us with life and connects us with everything that life can give us, with abundance, with health, with beauty, with success, with love, with everything that's there. And we connect to it with gratefulness for whatever we have in this moment, in the present moment. And then we're able to start living our life to the fullest. That's fabulous. And, and I could say, just being a part of this conversation, as I just kind of reflect on my ancestors, the, the ones that I are aware of, I already feel that shift. I already feel a shift in the judgment around whatever issues I used to cringe around, you know. I could already sense a shift. And that's uh, how profound just having some awareness about it can be in our lives. I feel like there's a lot of people involved in this conversation between the three of among the three of us right now. There's really, lot, there's a lot of ancestors yeah. uh, behind this conversation. Well, and having someone like Lisa who does this work, it's like she calls it in so quickly. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's been really lovely to get to know you uh, more, and to definitely get to more to get to understand your work more at, at a deeper level like that. I totally agree. What advice would you give for somebody who is new to this work or just curious, besides, of course, working with you personally or working with someone who does this kind of work? What could they do on their own to help deepen their connection to their past, to their ancestry, to understanding that a lot of the issues that they're dealing with in their lives are not necessarily their own? So what we were talking about and what you were saying, that just the awareness, just the starting of having this shift of perspective, of starting to see ourselves, but with all our ancestors behind us. And we all have some stories of what we have been told from our ancestors. So we have to listen to that stories, but not without the judgment and criticism and knowing that 
the ones that were having a difficult time, they, they, they were suffering and they were doing the best that, that they could. And they were also just trying to be accepted and be loved. So when you're starting to like shed those stories and start connecting to everybody in your family system to like their true essence, that in their true essence, it's love. And at that moment, they were not able to express it perhaps, but then when you are able to connect to that true essence, intentionally knowing that they were doing the best that they can. So you honor and respect everybody in their families in the family system and you give them their place and with acceptance and you decide to enjoy life no matter what you have in your life. The best thing that we can do actually for our family system and for the next generations is for us to enjoy our life because that brings healing to the past and that brings permission for the next generations for them to also be able to enjoy. So what everybody can do right now is to start to be aware of everyone in the family system in the past and to look at everybody with acceptance, with love, honor, respect, letting go of judgment and criticism, and to decide to enjoy their life to the fullest. And that we can do it at any moment in our lives. Fabulous. Do you agree that our souls in their deepest essence don't have these entanglements? It's really our human form that takes them on. In their deepest essence, we're love. We're pure love. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're able to look at all all your ancestors and you see that glow of love inside each of them, then that makes that glow grow bigger in all of them and in you as well. Wow. That was really beautiful. You are truly beautiful. It's beautiful, the work that you're doing, the way that you're doing it, the way it moves through you. I can feel it. So I really appreciate you taking the time to share this with us. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I mean, I, I love this and I'm so passionate about it. And like I'm saying, just the awareness of it brings so much healing. And I truly believe that the more people are starting to be aware, the more healing will there be and the better everybody will be because the better all their family systems and connections will start being. So I really uh, appreciate that you have me here so that people can start listening to this and making small shifts because that's like the ripple effect, you know, that those small shifts start getting bigger and bigger and bigger and connecting to others. Totally. So, so thank you for having me here. Well, and it's such a key time right now where the wounds of our past are really on the surface right now as a country, as a society, where there's been a, bit, a great division in society, a lot of abuse. And uh, the abusers and the family and members of the abuser, you know, everybody has to deal with some pain here. And uh, there's no better time than now to really start to uh, peel away uh, these judgments uh, so we could open up our heart. And you're a light to help shine that. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And where can our listeners find you? My website is coachingandconstellations.com. And there I have a tab for the events, another one for appointments, another one for videos. I have a YouTube videos with a lot of information. So everything is there in my website. Wonderful. And we'll definitely link that on the website and on the show notes as well. Now we want to hear from you. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash ancestry and let us know in the comments how this conversation helped deepen your awareness to heal the wounds of your ancestry. And thank you very much for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. 
We look forward to having you join us again next time. Bye. Goodbye, everyone, and thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with you today. Thank you, Lisa. Bye.